There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors annual sales event now on. One-off price reductions and special APR finance available during this event. Call in today and save thousands at Blackstone Motors, Drada and Dundalk. You're very welcome to Friday's Late Lunch, the final Late Lunch of this week. And not of September, of course, there's one day left on Monday. I nearly jumped ahead of myself there. But you're very welcome to the show. Women with Opinions, we had us in a while, a lot to chat about. We're heading to Ford Superstore near Muller, Kilcock, because they're having a big eco weekend there. And lots of advice about uh, uh, making your home more eco-friendly. Pat O'Shaughnessy's there today. We're going to be talking as well to Leon Blanche about the sport. But first up on today's show, it's one of our regulars. Are you ready to... To get away. Are you ready for a break? I know it's heading into October, but the world's your oyster when you talk to Sandra Finnegan from Globe Travel. You're welcome back. Thanks, Jerry. Good Thanks to be here. Thanks for joining us. Great to have you with us. Look, let's let's deal with this from the outset. Thomas Cook and the debacle that's ensued. I'm sure you've been... It's heartbreak of the century in the travel it? industry. 167 years old. The founders of travel. You know, it's been absolutely heartbreaking. And, you know, the implications, even though there was no departures from Ireland, is still having a major knock on effect. It had a major knock on effect of this week alone. Um, Obviously, passengers out of Northern Ireland, there was Belfast departures, charter flights going out. Hundreds of people stranded, lost their money. The implications were you needed to get those people home. Thankfully, Thomas Cook were a bonded company, so the bond will kick into place uh, a lot slower than other smaller tour operators because the logistics of putting that together was just phenomenal. But uh, prices, that how it has had affected travel in the South in the last seven days has been unbelievable. In what way? Up? Up, up, up. And the papers have been all over it because some airlines have actually cashed in on it. And it's awful. Um, there's people being stranded in, particularly this time of the year, the Canary Islands, Spain, Portugal. And these aircraft are now grounded and people need to get home. So you're telling us that people have spotted an opportunity in the industry Absolutely. and cashed in at them, cashed yeah. in at themselves. Yeah. I want to ask you something about this, right? Because it applies to yourself, I know, and down here. You mentioned being bonded, that you know what I mean, and you are bonded as well. Okay. And when you book with yourselves, you're guaranteed. Absolutely. I cannot open the door in Five Lawrence Street without a licence. For me to have a licence, I have to have a bond. So they work hand in hand. So we're very regularised. We're like the banks. So, you know, your money is safe in what you do. 
A lot of people are very confident about, oh, I do this myself. I go online. I go online. The amount of stories that I've heard over the years, I could write a new set of encyclopedias, Jerry. Um, people go online, to particularly hotel sites, and they book hotels. And normally hotels can be 70 to 80 percent of the cost of your holiday. Mm. And hotel sites are not bonded. There is no bond to cover them. So when you prepay that money in advance, okay, some of these like booking.com where you can pay at location. Things like that are okay. Some of these booking.coms where it's a non-refundable. If something happens, the property or the hotel booking agency, your money is gone. And I've been there to mop up a few tears over the years, I can tell you. If you book something with us, uh, whether the element of it is a cruise, a ferry, a flight, a hotel booking, a theatre ticket, we're covered. For everything. For because I, I, I was tuned into this myself and I, I felt so sorry for, you know, we only yeah. saw a sample of the stories. Our, our, our bond is calculated on 4% of the value of your turnover. Okay. So that's how a bond is covered. And regulation because of the EU and now the UK more than likely leaving Brexit. You know, we've had to relook at the whole picture and how we do our business. And the regulator is working in hand with the EU in how things are going to change. Irish agencies may have to up bond to f- to 6 or 8%. And that's going to put a lot of pressure on small businesses out there. So just remember, when you do cl- cross the door in 5 Lawrence Street, there's an insurance attached to what you're purchasing. We're going to leave this now. Just stay with Thomas Cook for one more moment. I heard people talking about booking flights only, you know, and this is a, this adds on to what you're saying there. Mm. Um, it's You can be exposed with that as well, that, that you're not Absolutely. covered. Carriers uh, also go in that circumstances. Yeah. Uh, but carriers in a situation where Norwegian is after pulling out of Ireland and people were ringing me saying, I've lost my money, I've lost my money. The airline is still flying. So, you know, your credit card company, if you've paid for it, that's the way they, that's where you go back and pursue it. Like everything else, nobody's going to give you your money back unless you go looking. Mm. So pursue a refund. And that's a good point there. If you book through the major credit cards, generally there is a backup there as well and you start at that point. Okay, absolutely. Um, just uh, one other thing uh, uh, about a cutback. Not gone, but certainly a cutback. Cathay Pacific, uh, Dublin to Hong Kong. Yeah, Cathay Pacific, we're running four flights a week and a superb, excellent service. And in light of what's gone on in Hong Kong over the last coming months, uh, you know, their sales and their volume of traffic has dropped 40%, which is phenomenal for any airline to sustain. And they've had to pull the service. Plus the fact passengers were coming in, particularly passengers, you know, long haul going into Asia, Australia. They didn't want the hassle. Flights were being grounded. Flights were being disturbed. If it was different if if you were making connection because you were airside and you're relatively safe. But airside also meant delays. So that flight I just saw cancelled from the 7th of November, yeah, Dublin, Hong Kong, until March of next year. Now, on a, go- on a good note and a positive note, let's uh, up the uh, the mood today. Ryanair have announced a number Four of new routes. New routes yeah, yeah. Uh, both from Dublin and from Cork. In the south of France, we have Marseille and Toulouse. In Italy, for the campers out there, great news that Verona is on the horizon. And opera singers. S- and opera singers <laughs> and wine lovers. Uh, so, you know, that's going to make the camping holidays much better better value next year so that's to be considered Billund and Denmark is also there and then Lithuania Okay so new routes there coming from Ryanair Um, 
we're at the end of September, heading into October, and what have you for us? What, what, what's knocking about? Because midterms coming up for school, and some people use that as an opportunity to grab something. They're only back four weeks, I and know, they're giving them holiday. I know, I know. I know. We shouldn't be teachers, Sandra. Yeah, We're know. in the wrong Look, job. Uh, <laughs> we should have done our homework, Jerry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, Lanzarote's there on the October bank holiday weekend uh, midterm for a week still relatively good value there for 660 euro per person what's flights accommodation transfers bags Okay so that's that's one to look at for, for the midterm break yeah. what else have you in what terms of offers? What else is out there um, the beautiful uh, city which we're going to talk about shortly of Valencia amazing value for money there four night break during October November December coming in anywhere between 250 and 270 that's flights and accommodation so you wouldn't get a night in Dublin for Cherry uh, well that is hellish value let's stick with Valencia because it is the city you've selected to talk about today I was doing my little bit I do my homework maybe good, not in good, school but yeah. I do it a lot now I can tell you Sandra yeah. what great weather that city has every month of the year virtually absolutely beautiful the home of Paella Valencia absolutely stunning stunning city um, you know right on the coast to be able to have a city with a beach like how much more can you ask for shopping museums um, everything on your doorstep beautiful historical buildings uh, lots of hotels and for food and wine lovers absolutely perfect and Spain's biggest leg for the fishermen like you Jerry, is only 20 minutes away So there's an awful lot going for it I mentioned the sunshine little rain through the year I was even looking at, at the October I think 300 days of sunshine Indeed a year. they have yeah. it, 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 it's sensational and even in October now there's lovely temperatures in the high teens uh, that you can enjoy in the Yesterday coming Yesterday it was 27 degrees <laughs> You are It's a it's yeah. It's a real thing. And the history you mentioned there, the food, of course, everything. Yeah. You love the city. This Absolutely. is how it comes highly recommended. You know, and once again, Jerry, for those people looking for something that little bit different, do a bit of a road trip, folks. Start off in Valencia, end up in Malaga or Seville. You just don't know what you're missing. It's incredible. Let me read this message that's come in for you today. Uh, hi, Jerry and Sandra. Uh, Jerry, I spoke on the phone a couple of months back and I told you both, you'll remember this, that I was never on a sun holiday in my life. Guess what? Thanks to Sandra, it's finally going to happen. Woohoo! Two weeks, uh, I'm up in two weeks' time. I'm up and away for Tarmelinas. Hope Sandra thinks we made the right choice. I'm looking forward to the holiday. A little nervous about the flight. That's Barbara Riley. It's oh, first very time. Good. Lovely. All right. You've made a good choice. You'll love it there. Yeah, you will. Absolutely. You will. Absolutely. It'll be great. It will be great for you. Um, at this time of year, just on that, if you're looking for sunshine, I know Valencia, so we've talked about it there. Where else for winter sunshine? Okay, Morocco has come back on the horizon again. It's two flights a week, so you could do a five-day or a seven-day departure. Beautiful, stunning, stunning hotels. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, and temperatures again, mid-twenties, right through the winter. Obviously, we have all the Canary Islands. Um, a little bit further, then we're moving into the Middle East. Uh, then into Thailand and then down onto Australia where they're approaching the very hot summer or we can go the other direction once again we have the lovely direct flight three times a week to Miami so you know if you're looking for something and for the cruisers there's the direct services again for them um, 
or we can head to the West Coast. Temperatures are not going to be scorching, but they'll be very pleasant. San Francisco, LA, still picking up temperatures in the late teens, early 20s this time of the year. So there's lots of options out there and the sunshine, we might be heading into a winter time, but there's lots of sun to be got in other parts of the world. On the converse to sunshine, we have the fans of Christmas. And of course, it's quite close now. Um, What about... Come back now. It's time to consider if you want to go to the Christmas markets. Where to? Okay, starting off, one of the great value that everybody loves with a great bit of culture attached to it is Krakow. So on the weekend of the 9th of December, which gets you into the Christmas spirit, and just remember, just check the city that you're going to when the markets start. Some start the last weekend of November, but some don't start until the 8th, 9th of December. But Krakow does start the first week in December and we have three nights in a three-star hotel going out on the 9th of December there for €280, Euro flights and hotel. Once again, I've heard value. nothing but good reports about Absolutely. that city. Yeah, beautiful. And you can combine it with, you know, some history as well, going out to Auschwitz and the salt mines. So, you know, there's something there for everybody. So, Krakow, you love anywhere else if uh, you Prague, want to go to Europe. Once again, keep the cost down. 240 euro there again on the 10th of December for three nights. And for those with a little bit more in the bank, uh, the duty free city of Philadelphia in the States. Uh, on the East Coast, an hour from New York. Uh, on the 5th of December, flights and four nights in a three-star hotel, €700. Euro. And that includes the bag for the shopping, Jerry. <laughs> or back closer to home, Berlin, another city with lots of culture, character. And the Germans just know how to put the Christmas markets on. Mm. Amazing. And you're looking at €225 Euro there on the first weekend, the 2nd of December. So there's lots of options there ahead of the Christmas time. If you were to pick one from all those in Europe, would it be Krakow? I think Krakow would be the okay, one for me. That's, yeah. that's the yeah. one that, that you'd actually go for. Um, it's too the summer season's only over really and Jerry, people you must be joking. no you're not going to people tell me people are talking are about 2021 at this stage not even 2020 no 2021 I've people ask me about lines tours in 2021 and you know they haven't even gone to the World Cup which we're supposedly <laughs> going to win <laughs> so you know like there's just so much the planning that happens People's bucket lists are turning into jumbo bins at this stage. They're getting bigger and bigger. Uh, the other one that's a real great seller during this time of the year is Iceland. And uh, there's one for your list, Jerry. Uh, again, it's a country, it's a great fishing country. I know that they've mm. prime fishing and that up there. But people think, you know, it's, it's quite far north. and So far north, but with so much to do. I think going maybe late September, early October, when there's still a little bit light left up there to do the different tours and to do the Blue Lagoon. Absolutely stunning. Just there. Sandra, are you seriously saying that now is the time to look at next summer's holidays already? And the, the brochure's yeah, out for next summer. The brochures are out for next summer. The free child places are there. You know, I had a lady with me yesterday with two adults and two children and uh, I could get her a free child place and she hesitated. She came back today and that free child place was gone. And if she booked yesterday, she would have saved €700. Euro. So there are being picked up. People are out there. value for money. You know, put your deposit down. Sunway have it at a low deposit of €50 Euro per person. Tui's uh, deposits are a little higher at 150 But so book it now. 
And just before, Jerry, the last hurrah for Lapland, there is still some places left available. So if you want to make somebody's dream come true this Christmas, there is some day trips and one night trips still available. Yeah, and as Sandra has always said, one of the highlights of your life. And for Sandra Finnegan to say that, it must have been And you good. with the grandchildren clocking oh. up, Jerry. <laughs> Don't be, shh, keep that quiet, keep that quiet. I'll be getting a little jab here and there about that. And of course, to mention as well, still... Um, the, the soccer season has started across the water. Early doors there, but there's lots of options yeah, sporting-wise. The problem wise. is Liverpool just trying to get availability. It is virtually sold out. And the only way of trying to get availability for those looking for it is getting involved with the corporate packages. And they are expensive. So Santi's Christmas list for the Liverpool children. Um, get that letter in the post to Santa pretty quick. The other thing, talking about sport and events, and I think you mentioned this to me before, just to come back to it before we finish. If somebody's looking, for example, I think of Wimbledon has been one. I've been there myself. If you're looking for tickets for it, and sometimes they're difficult to get, yeah. and Formula One races, you know, yeah. we know the soccer. Well, Cheltenham is a big one yeah. as well. Cheltenham and March. Have you avenues yeah, to those we have, tickets? Like Cheltenham's on sale at the moment for March, and it's a great gift to give to a boyfriend, a husband, a dad or whatever. And there's really good value. And even if you can't afford to get the package, maybe get together as a family and and make their dream come true as a, you know, do Gold Cup Day at Cheltenham, which is always something somebody wants to do. No excuse. We've covered the gambit there, haven't we? We've gone all around the world. We've given you options for midterm breaks, we for did a Christmas, and next summer. Minutes, yeah. <laughs> around the world in fifteen minutes is right. Sandra, if you want to contact Sandra, the number is oh four one nine eight three double seven nine one or globetravel dot ie. Plenty of food for thought there. No excuses. Get cracking, folks. Until the next time, Sandra Finnegan. Thank you so much for thank dropping you, into Jerry. us. Thank you. Great competition and late lunch this week. Thanks to Show Tours, Una Burns, Porrick Hall, Ursula Martin and Terry Morgan are in the hat. We need one more of you to go into that hat this afternoon and we'll draw for the prize. Listen to this. It's October Bank holiday weekend. Show Tours are organising the Tralee Oktoberfest. We're giving you the opportunity to win three nights bed and breakfast at the world-renowned Brandon Hotel, three four-course dinners and cabaret and dancing the likes of the Joe Dolan show are there, Richie Sampson's Drifters, Cleena Hagen, and many more besides. Would you like to go along? Well, have a listen to this. What's the colour of the book we're talking about in that Drifters song there? If you know what it is, do get in touch with us now straight away. You could be winning that lovely weekend with show tours 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. The number of the book, the colour of the book, should I say, that the Drifters are singing about, please, to that number with your name and details. 086-1800-658. And the best of luck to you. You'll go into the hat later, whoever you are, with the other four. Now, we're heading to Orstown in County Meath is our next port of call and late lunch this afternoon and I'm joined on the line by Leona Farrelly from the Parents Association at the school there School Katrina Nafer. Hello Leona Hi Jerry. how are you? I'm very good I'm very grateful you've taken our call today because this is a very special day for everybody at the school, tell our listeners why uh, it is, uh, Jerry. It's an it's an extremely important uh, day, um, an emotional day. Um, we have just officially opened um, our our hall, our sports hall that we've been working tirelessly uh, over the last couple of years for fundraising for um, our teacher and colleague who passed away. Uh, 
Clodagh Hall and we have dedicated it to her memory and it's called, it's by the name of Holla Clodagh. Oh, this is so touching. It really is. And just, I'm sure I don't have to remind our listeners, Clodagh Hall was a teacher and herself and her children were murdered by her husband and their dad in what was an absolutely horrific story. And the school, how long did she teach at the school there for? She was here for 13 years. Oh my God, sure, she was part and parcel of what you are there. And oh, this really was. This is a lovely gesture. This And this hall will be there in, in Clodagh's memory forever. Forever. She's just, that's it. Yeah, she, it, it's, it's here forever in her memory um, and very deserved. But yeah, so it's been a very, very emotional day. It's been up and down. We've had um, her mum, Mary, and her sister, Jacqueline, and her aunt, Carmel, um, the cousins and that. So it was a celebration as well. Um, we had the, the Garda band lifted us, the, the joy in the kids' faces and I, you know, it's it's been a, it's been a special journey for us all. Um, basically, we we put our our hearts, our souls into this, you know, and what's come out of it is a very positive way to speak about Clodagh on a daily basis with the children, you know, the, yeah. the you know, with the the hall there on site all the time, you know, and the the fundraising we've had and the building and they've watched it, you know, it's been a way of you know being able to have her name every day in our lives and in the kids' lives. And of course, uh, to our family, what a tragedy, mm. what a loss. But mm. y- you people who, you know, who she walked among for 13 years, whose children she thought, whose parents she knew, mm. it had the ripple effect was, down to everybody, hadn't it? Oh, it really, really did. The huge impact, um, you know, there's been kids even telling stories of, oh, I remember Mrs. Hall, she was so lovely. I got a, I got a fly in my eye on the yard and she literally took the fly out. She was just, she she was an amazing person. And um, yeah, it's just, it, it, it's huge. It's huge. And for us, it's just amazing to see this dream of a hall come through that she was part of the planning. Mm. She She knew all about it and to comprehend I don't think she'd be able to comprehend the the enormity and it being dedicated to her today and having the bishop here and you know everybody here to 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 celebrate and yeah and and the name of it again just remind us of the name Holla Cloda Holla Cloda yeah at Aristown sign outside yeah Yeah. smile play and think of me on a beautiful plaque you know so yeah yeah, it's an it's a, it's an emotional day for everybody, and I'm sure for her mum and sister and all the family, yeah. it was extra yeah, special was, to them. Was one one stage there, Jerry, that the, the the band were doing like songs from The Simpsons to Ed Sheeran, and I, I looked across and oh, the impact of having her. I actually saw her mum to see her smile, and the children made her smile. You know, so that in itself, you know, was 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 a lovely thing today as well. Absolutely. Well, look, congratulations to everybody at Skull Katrina Nafe and uh, yourselves on the Parents Association and everyone involved in making this mm. uh, new hall in memory of Clodagh Hall a reality and officially open today. Thank you for joining us and telling us the, a lovely story. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks a million. Not at all. Take care of yourself. That's Leona Farley there from the Parents Association. And uh, 
I don't have to remind you of the tragedy that that was and continues to be and will be for a long, long time. But well done to everybody in Oristown. It's a beautiful, beautiful gesture. And I know, can we imagine what that means to the family? Now, I just want to mention uh, something else uh, education related. Colossian and me in Johnstown, Navin, are holding their annual open night for parents and prospective students next Tuesday. That's the 1st of October, and that's happening there from half past five until 8.30 in the evening. So if you're interested in uh, going along there to find out more, if you have somebody who may be interested in going to school there, it's next week, Tuesday, the 1st of October. And another mention uh, for some great nights out that are coming up uh, in the next few months. Michael, English is in concert in the Carrickdale Hotel next uh, Wednesday, sorry, Wednesday week, the 9th of October. Uh, Then later on in October, the TLT, uh, the 26th of October, it's the Joe Dolan Show, and that's the one we're talking about. About that's uh, heading for Tralee, that October bank holiday that we feature in our competition this week. And then into November, don't forget the LMFM Country Concert featuring Robert Mizell, Patrick Feeney, Kieran Rosney and many more. That's the 5th of November. So big shows coming up here in the North East during October and November. Late lunch LMFM radio this Friday afternoon still to come on the show we're heading to Ford Superstores where they're having a big eco-environmental weekend. Pat O'Shaughnessy standing by there. Women with opinions are coming along Caroline Kavanagh, Kira Burke and Betty Clark lots to chat about and don't forget we always look ahead to the weekend sport with Leon Blanche. Kira Burke I think you just do this on purpose with me. No sign of her and there's a message on my phone. I'm in Navin and that's all I could see. In Navin! But she sent the message half an hour ago. You're all right, I forgive you. She's I'm here, like, I'm here. You're here, you're just after sailing in the doors, right? Anyway, it's Women With Opinions for the next hour. Caroline Kavanagh, Betty Clark and Kira Burke, you're all very welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. If you want to join in the conversation, don't forget the usual numbers. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text or 1850-715-958 if you'd like to call in. There's handbags and pens being exchanged and everything here as I speak. Let's start, uh, we have a, a, a big agenda to get to today. And, do, and remind you, we'll be going to Ford Superstore as well, to Paddle Shocknessy, uh, throughout the next hour. The Indian woman who gave birth to twins recently, let me tell you what age she was. She was 73. There's loads of time, girls. Absolutely. I think that sort of mothering instinct never goes away and some people feel very, continue to feel very broody and uh, maybe some mothers after the menopause and that when, you know, it's no-go time. So, uh, in one way I say fair, fair, you know, go to her, but um, then I think about the twins and is she going to be around for all the various milestones in, her, in their lives? Caroline, are you actually being serious? Are you being just broody here. Are you? Hey, you, Caroline. Uh, Kira, what's going on here? Well, is Caroline okay? I don't. I, I think you have lost it, Caroline. Um, Seventy-three. I think. Did we not discuss this a couple of years ago about another Indian woman who gave birth at sixty-eight? I think we did. Did we? And I feel that there's an Indian baby factory going on with an experimentation. Uh, like uh, there's twins, so it's clearly IVF. Yes. Clearly, um, eggs frozen. Blah blah blah. So there's something going on in India that needs to be discussed. Not for you, I take it. Uh, no, I've had mine. I'm done. Dusted. 
That's it. Betty Clark. Sorry, I think what planet is it? What tablets is it's Caroline on? But I go to, I bend my knees now to pick up something from the floor and I can't get up. So can you imagine? I goes into a lock state of kind of pains and aches. And, and you know, so imagine running after a child. I, I mean, sometimes I can't catch the dog. We're out for a walk and there's an Alsatian coming towards us. But I mean, a child, or even, I mean, I've no grandchildren yet. Please God, I will. But I mean, you can hand them back. Mm. I think this is extremely selfish of those people. People. What would that put? Like a couple of years, they're probably dead. Ten years, twenty years. I mean, mm. you know, unlikely that they're going to be around for the children mm. in the long term. So it's very selfish. So, mm. so I want to just extend this a little. So, when should childbearing stop? At what age? What do you think is an age when, after well, that, it's a no-no? Nature stops it. Mm. You know, nature stops it, and that's what happens. And women have menopause, and they no no longer can produce because they're not fertile, and uh, to a large extent, sexual. Um, desire can wane as well according to the reports and that so that means you know start winding down <laughs> for some people <laughs> Caroline for some people I said reports say that <laughs> a friend of mine told me <laughs> but thanks to the miracle of HRT that needn't happen but you don't get fertile again so you the playground's there. Nature dictates, as you say. You say that nature dictates. What do you think? I'm, I'm just thinking, you know... You but if you have the money, you can carry on. Oh, well, that's... Pay for this. Obviously, yeah. Well, yeah. I suppose people know women have careers and have maybe studied a lot and, uh, the, the, you know, so suddenly you're into your 30s now before you want to have children tipping near the, the biological clock is ticking. But after 40, you're... T- you're, you're, you're Wrecked. You're wrecked, yeah. yeah. Your body actually slows down, Jerry. Your, your, your reflexes, mm. you know, it's... Mm. Um, I mean, older people can enjoy that children, but they're usually wealthier people who have can pay for help and have the financial backup. So I, I definitely think 40 is the, is the borderline, I think. Yeah, I mean, when you see older parents and you see them um, and they're a lot more conservative than a younger parent and they're a lot more protective and, and it, it, you can tell a child from an older parent and I kind of think that you know, if you're if you're young having your kids, you kind of roll with the punches, and you know, if they get up and they fall, you don't really care because you're still you're still in that mode yourself. But as you get older and you realise all of the pitfalls that kids can get in, you just get so much more protective. So God knows what this mother at seventy three is going to be like. I mean, mm. she's like nearly past grandmother stage. Yes. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Well, there was a woman of 53 on um, one of the Irish radio stations this week and she's just had twins by surrogate and she was answering some questions and she said she doesn't feel guilty and she doesn't feel um, that she's not giving her children the best in life and all that. She feels she's going to be around for a long time. She sounded very young. I didn't see her clearly. Mm. But um, yeah, she said go for it if you if you can afford it at all and it will fill a desire for you. Now she had other children by her first marriage and this was... Um, her new partner wanted to have his own biological yeah. child with her. So fair enough, she's in her 50s. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I no, was, I'd be getting I heard surrogate, that interview though. too and I thought it was very selfish. She'd paid a, a Ukrainian woman 14,000 to have the child. Mm. The children, actually twins, two yes, little boys, yes. two years, they're 10 months old. Mm. And she was a very educated, lovely woman. But the more I listened to it, I just, I didn't, I don't know. I just, she had three grown up children. This new husband who looked like Denzel Washington, she said. She was out to, you know, to keep him. So she wanted to have the children. So I don't know. Now there was, I kind of felt it was a very selfish thing to do mm. as as it went on. Yeah, so interesting, interesting. Let's leave that and park it there and wish them well at 73 in the months and years ahead. Now, 
locally. Uh, I, I'm sure you've all heard this story. Yellow Forest School in County Mead, it's a school with a Catholic ethos, uh, has offered a homework pass uh, to uh, the students there if they go to Mass. Betty, care to take that one up? I suppose... At this stage, it's desperation, is it, Jerry? That's what it kind of smells of, but that's probably not... You're not supposed to say things like that. But, I don't know, is it such a bad idea? How can you just waiver homework, though? Is that you know, Does that not mean that maybe they don't need to do the homework in the first place? Well, they probably get it. I'm not sure the ins yeah, and outs or yeah, the nuances yeah. of how oh, it whatever, works. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. They might have it off for a night or something, yeah. you know, and Encourage get a break or uh, something like that. Do you think it's it's a good idea to link it, Kira? No, I well, I I think, you know, I think that um, church and religion, like I don't mind it being taught in school. I think they do a general religious class, and I think all kids now they go. I mean, they don't have. I think they learn about Muslims and um, Jews, and they they learn about you know Protestant and Catholic. I don't think that it's very very Catholic all the time. Unless when you're in a Catholic school, yes, you follow, but it it's not. Like certainly in the schools that I have sent my kids, it's not ran down their throat. Do you know what I mean? I would bring Mm. my kids to mass, not every week, you know, because that's how I was brought up. And I only know how to bring up my kids in the way I was brought up. And uh, so, yes, I don't make it every week, but um, but I'm not sure about homework pass for going to mass. I'm just it's a little bit kind of a marvellous idea. I think it's absolutely um, inspired because if the, the children need to have a reason to want to go rest, they're going to be kicking the seat in front of them or not paying attention. So I think it's great. And if a few of them are there, sure, it's great fun when you meet somebody there. You know, not if you're the only child in the class going, but maybe the whole class will get a homework pass if most of them are there. And I think, but great, get them going. Are, are they going for the right reason? You know, like, you know, faith is personal to everybody yeah and but the more you practice something you can be talented at football but unless you practice you're not going to score so, so a goal you, so, so you, I think you just practice yeah, and so get used the, to it and know the teacher the teacher go as well do you know what I mean well, if the teacher you, lives in the community I'm sure see, they do at, in, in Dulica I know there was a, one of the teachers at, uh, for the confirmation and he said right lads um, any of you that go into mass this, you, get, you get a special badge for your confirmation and there was a load of young fellas who actually walked into mass the fellas that could you know walked into mass every day for the for the whole of Lent, and they just got a special uh, badge or certificate or something at the end of it. That was all it was, but it wasn't linked with um, school work. It was mm. kind of a, it was on their own bat, you know that kind of way. And their parents weren't with them. These kids were kids that lived in the village and just said, "Right, mommy, I'm actually going to mass." And I'm sure the mothers were like, "Jeez, you know." But the teacher was going, but, and they wanted to do it for yeah. the teacher. But is it not Good down idea. to your parents, Jerry? Like in, a, in all honesty, you're kind of. We're trivialising religion here in that your your moral compass and your belief systems and your values are given by your parents and by your family circle. You know, if you're a Muslim or if you're a Christian or you, 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 you follow suit. So really, it's up to the parents to bring them to mass and decide if they want to do that rather than the teacher blackmailing them into homework. It just doesn't feel right. Mm. That's yeah, I'm the same. I feel the same, yeah. But you feel, and I understand what you're saying, Caroline, that if, if somebody hasn't been there in the past, I say, like, a lot of parents don't go anymore, don't practice. Perhaps it's a way of introducing a child to something that they may. But also, if you're trying to get a communion class to go, 
they have to go that year and um, mm. then it's going to involve the parents as well because there are a lot of meetings it's not just about the day when you get your first Holy Communion put on a nice dress or a nice little suit it's not just that there is a whole lead in for the year and first Holy Com- Confession and it's a whole pile of investment you should invest yourself the child and the family so I think it's a good way and probably the family would have to bring them if they've got to drive I'm sure parents of who, who are not particularly enamoured with the church will say well hold on a minute why uh, Why shouldn't you know what I mean we, we don't want our children to go and we don't want to be involved in this and there's a, an issue there for them as well but it's just a you know it's a story that's made the headlines in the last week or so Caroline Kavanagh Kira Burke and Betty Clark are women with opinions this afternoon Betty rumour has it that you've just booked all the rest <laughs> of your life flying around the world with Japanese with Japan Airlines is that uh, right me too hashtag me too definitely <laughs> Jerry like I love dogs right I loved I love prefer dogs to people so people just assume that you like children screaming kids and you know they bring them on the plane and on the way even like it is very difficult travelling with children honest to God I do feel sorry but I've done that and thank God it's nothing to do with me anymore take them away to a hidden room somewhere in the back of the area so you're, you're waiting and you're queuing up and there's this little brat who the mammy and daddy you see now with the super nanny you can't touch them in public and you can't do you can't pinch them or you can't do anything so there's this little child who's seven or eight or even two and they're going mad and they're this and that and they are, you're standing there praying to the Lord above that you're not sitting beside them as soon as you so when you get on there's a sigh of relief that they're down the back somewhere no, they're usually at the front. well wherever I don't know as long as they can be sit on the wing if they want as long as they're not beside so do you tell me now anyone who's been honest when it comes to booking your flight and you can determine where a small child come on Jerry, I'd pay double not to sit well let them. me tell this is what we're talking about Japan Airlines have just announced yesterday that when you go in to book a flight on a seating plan Caroline they will mark the seats that will be designated for small children to fly accompanied with parents so then you can select your seat at the back of the front or wherever you want in the aircraft away from them do you like it? I love it now a lot of the time that now I would have had small kids and if I could sedate them myself I would have but it's illegal and um, <laughs> I didn't know that. It's illegal. It I want to come in there and see. Calpol. Yeah, but like that was a mild version. You know, I used to, like, that was the illegal version, but I couldn't give them the whole bottle. They wouldn't swallow it, swallow it all at the same time. I tried. Yeah. Kira Burke is speaking in a personal capacity. I just yeah. want to tell you this afternoon. But, Would you uh, book, do you like this? I think it's a great idea. But I think that most airlines usually put families and kids up the front anyway and mm. then allow whatever and Betty but I think though I think they should have it marked so that you can book your own they should seat have it absolutely marked. I think it's an absolutely informed oh absolutely brilliant um, thing to go they not put them down with the dogs like <clears throat> oh, no, I think it's marvellous because no, we've, no. All, we've all sat there while there's some bold child kicking the back of your seat non-stop to wherever you're going and the longer the journey the more they'll kick they never stay quiet and they're hopping up and down and they're throwing stuff over and the parents never say sit down they go oh and if you ask them to stay yeah, quiet they'll glare yeah, at yeah, you that's as right. if yeah. don't give out to my child so if there's yeah. a child behind me they don't even have to give the first kick I'm gone I move seats well, the minute I, we well, take well, on I'd better stand up for parents of small children here today you, like, see, you see the PC brigade no no I'd better stand no, up yeah. for they have to fly, they have to travel of necessity to, uh, on social and family occasions for work yeah. as well and people moving around. And where do you put them? They have to sit on the aircraft and 
tough luck, Betty. You know, if it's beside you this time, the next time it probably mm. won't. You know. But if I can, if I can choose not to be beside yeah. them, that's fair enough, Jerry. Because they're little I can ears pay extra, extra, no problem. Yeah. Do you know? You know the way you pay extra for the seats. So yes. Ryan Air and all. I, I would be prepared to pay extra if yeah. I thought. So and that's being honest, you see. Yeah. Like people have said, oh, that's a terrible thing. You can't say they're gorgeous and they're, they're not always. Jerry, can I tell you about this fantastic guy who runs a cafe in Dublin called the White Moose Cafe? And he has a 15% tax on, cl- on, on crying children, right? He advertises it. And he also has, um, you know, he just takes no prisoners at all. And he just has. Are you allowed to do that? You can do anything in your own business. And then, but the people, the, the, the mothers who have current, maybe would choose not to go there. Not, yeah. Because yeah. Um, he has had this stance, and I'm sure there are people that go there, but he has said 15% yeah. tax on crying children. I'm sick of them. So is okay. that just a way of keeping children out of your restaurant, really? I think so. People won't is. go yes, there, you know? Yeah, so I think it's a great move by them, and I do think people like Ryanair or Airlings could bring it in also, because all it is is a little child emoji like you have on your phone that shows the seats where the children are. And I think it's up to you. If you don't mind being with them, if you have children, you're Yourself. Great, yeah. and I have travelled with children, but it's awful to be stuck on a long flight with a crying child beside you. And I know their little ears get sore, and sometimes there's mm. nothing you can do about it. But bring the calpol, bring something for them to do. It's like at mass when there's people there making noise. Kids, they cannot sit quiet. They can't sit quiet for a long time. Bring something mm. for them to do. A gag round them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the <they're>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be in real trouble with this but I yeah. see it's a consensus around the table today the girls welcome Japan Airlines and the move they've uh, made let's see what happens from here did you know that prisoners in Irish jails have access to premium TV at significant cost to the taxpayer did you see this premium TV is available Caroline premium Cavanagh. is TV and what does it do for them it keeps them quiet and it keeps them uh, they said it has reduced the amount of the level of violence that's going on within the prisons but it hasn't reduced their um, reoffending because we're still like 48.5% reoffenders so I don't know keeps them quiet there mm, fine not very happy. Is it really prison, though? Is it prison? You know, what you're sent to prison for as a, a penalty to be removed from society, to, you know, waking up and smell the coffee for the crime you committed. Premium TV. No, no, it's not really a punishment. Yeah. But yesterday cab cab have seized um, water skis or something worth 70,000 jet, jet skis or whatever and I th- so these people in prison these these guys you know you're only giving them what they're used to at home they probably have the, have the premium television you're talking about Sky Sports yes. and what, well you and I have to pay a hundred a month lots for of money for. so you might it's well, costing uh, the state yeah. I think I saw the figure between a quarter of a million and 300,000 so what, what, where would that come with our, with our, with our human rights is it that oh, you know don't even talk to me I was listening to the most fabulous governor of the prisoner of Arizona there, I don't know, I think it was a couple of years ago. And he was saying in his prison, they get no coffee and tea, no stimulants, no salt, no pepper in their food. They have to go out and do work every day. He has a farm and it gets run by the prisoners and they have produce and they sell the produce. And what's wrong with doing that? And then they are, they're actually tired at the end of the day. So they don't need to watch television. And then they, they have all their physical um, exhaustion or their ADHD or whatever. Off. It's all worked off. The chain so gang. So why do we have prisons in the middle of the city in Ireland? Why don't we have them down in the middle of nowhere and then put them in the middle of nowhere? There could be no drugs uh, thrown over the, the walls. Mm. And then they get, and it's an actual productive 
place. Mm. Like because what will probably happen is the local community, like happened in Oakdale, around with the the centre for wants my, who, who wants a prison mm. in their back garden. Well, that'll I mean, be the next thing, right? And you'll have protests against that, and it's no, all we right. have had it. Sure, they didn't they spend a fortune on the the site there and Shelton Abbey? No, not even no. Shelton Abbey. No, but you in don't want to have to build a new prison. I mean, the, the prison is in Port Leash, isn't it? The main mm. one. What Mount? You, no, you know. there's there's um, wheat, wh- what's called? I was going to say Wheaton Hall. Um, is wheat that, is that, Wheatfield? That's for women, wheat though, field. is it not? Are no, Wheatfield is for everyone. Yeah, well, not for women. Look, we have a number of prisons around, but just the point of you know what I mean. Having access, surely. But they've access. Everything. Mm. It's a, like it's amazing. Three three meals a day. Um, you're the, like, why wouldn't you go into prison? Well, if you I listened to um, an Irish man on the radio one day a few years ago, and he'd been in jail in Holland for whatever he was doing. And he said, "You get two meals. You get breakfast and you get supper, and that is like a cup of tea and a bun, and you know, a mm. substantial bun. If you want dinner or supper, you have to pay for it. So therefore, you have to work." He said, "They give you enough to keep you alive, but after that." every single luxury you pay for and he said he's been in prison here and he said it's like a holiday camp but he was dying and also yeah. when he was when he was uh, released from prison in um, over in the Netherlands he was told to leave he was released on a weekend and he was told to be out of the country by Monday and he had no money so he went and he slept outside the Irish embassy and then somebody in there gave him money or not the embassy but somebody visiting yeah. there gave him money to get home but he would have been deported or put back in jail which is the last thing he wanted he said he's in and out of the Irish jails here the last thing he wanted was to be back in a jail over in the Netherlands OK that's interesting let's park that there for a moment Women with Opinions on Late Lunch this afternoon and some of your comments thank you for them keep them coming to us 086 1800 658 by WhatsApp or text a lovely comment here girls from a listener we were talking about the uh, premium TV in prisons and um, Prison is the forfeiture of liberty. So that listener agrees with you and the way it should be. Uh, another listener on to say, Jerry, that prison you're talking about, that's a white elephant in North Dublin, Mead, Stroke Mead, is Thornton Hall. Yes, thank you indeed uh, for that clarification there. Um, that's where the price of a flight should be rocketed, says a listener. You're so mean, because I'm damn sure kids wouldn't like to be sitting beside the horrible women that you are. It seems that like it seems like you're more moaners than the kids would ever cry, says somebody. Oh, you've been putting your place there. Here's another one. Bravo for the airline. Woo-hoo. Yes, I have enough of sitting next to pooped, nappy, puke <laughs> seats yeah. on a flight. Once a child was kicking the back of my seat and I turned back and I said, my back is broken with you kick in there. Uh, you'll have to keep them steady. And I won that one, says Ella, because they moved the child to another seat. Well done to you. Let's move on and uh, talk about um, Sam Smith. And we're, we're going to touch on sexual orientation for a while. So if you have little ears listening, perhaps you don't want them to listen, you know what to do. Um, Sam Smith has now insisted on being called they. <coughs> now, Betty... You brought this to our attention. Yeah, we wanted to have a chat about well, this today. I just today. think it's just gone too far. It's all just gone beyond the beyond. He's not I male mean, or female. Yeah, he, he wants says. to be referred to as they. He's decided he, after six months he's telling his family when he wakes. Two people. 
Yeah, they he, 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 he's non well non-binary is it I mean it's just non-binary yeah. binary sorry mm. you know that he's neither male nor female I think he was a, he's a homosexual man as far as I know he was a gay man mm. you know mm. before this but mm. now he's decided that he might he's be androgynous a, yeah he's a knit he's, he's a knit but a you day. see are we not getting to, you know what makes me afraid Jerry you know AI you know you see that the, you know the, the, the artificial, art, intelligence artificial intelligence and people you know the, the robots yes the ro- you know yes. you're getting you're going to that eventuality you're going on that line I think where as humans we're just going to become these robotic non-sexual beings that's you know, I, in, you know honestly I, I feel I feel a fear comes you worry me. about this I would absolutely I think it's wrong you have heard that the Brit Awards are considering not having best male or female categories now they're just going to have a best category oh look I'm so sick of this Jerry. I mean, like, OK, Sam Smith, has he an album to promote or something like that? Is that what he's gone on about? I mean, oh, he's, he's, great singer. he's very successful. Oh, he's very, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's he's very, very successful. But I mean, you know, get over it. Like they, they is multiple people as far as I know. Like, like how, can you, how can one person be talked talk to as they? Because he can be both male and female. Oh, obviously. that's ridiculous. How, may, how can you either you're born with your with the, the, the sexual orientation that you have? Yes, you might not feel you'd be trapped woman in a man's body or vice versa but, but that's fine but like once you decide what you want to be can you not be a she well listen to this can I, be I, one Caroline thing. I'll bring you into this one here listen to this Freddie McConnell he's a transgender man in England wanted to be recognised as the father of his son who was born last year but the court ruled that he can't be the father of the son because he's actually a woman who transgendered to be a man but had the son as a woman Mm-hmm. So the court says, no, sorry, you are the mother of the child, even though you yeah. are a transgender man now. He is the mother of the child. He had his female organs still there and gave birth. He carried that child for nine months and gave birth to that child himself. Now, he may have added dangly bits on as becoming a tra- into a transgender man. Mm. But at the same time, he is he is the mother of that child. He didn't provide the sperm for that child, even though he is living as the father of the child. He is the mother of the child. And Betty, this is how mixed up we're getting. Yes, it when is. When you're on a yeah, really That's what I'm saying to you. It's kind of gone, you know, in, in, in five to ten years, that'll become the norm, Jerry. You know, that's what I'm afraid of. Honestly, we are, oh God, she's an alarmist. I'm not. I mean, five to ten years ago, the things that we can do now on our, on our phones or on mm. our laptop, it's frightening. You know, and I feel that with this whole thing, we're gone. We're kind of gone almost robotic um, into space age stuff. Mm. When you start, you, you know, you do accept that at times, you know, women are born in men's bodies and men in women's bodies. Yes, you know that happens. Very small, very very small. My, like, why are we being pressurised by the by the minority group? But you can't. You, again, you can't. You have to be PC. You have to not say that you. You have to agree with things all the time now, mm. or else. Your your racist some kind of ism so that's the part I don't but like. But like Sam Smith is one person who wants to be regarded as they or referred to as they, and now the Brit Awards are changing. How long have they been going? Mm. You know, can and as you say, it could be six months ago that he decided to call himself they. Yeah, but can I ask you? Does he want to be a woman, or does he want to be a man? Neither. He can't be both. He wants another category. So, he, so some days he's going to wake up and be a woman. Uh, yeah. Is that the way it's going to be? Like, how, like I don't understand. Shania Twain sang about a man, I feel like a woman. Yeah. 
Actually, doesn't Rosie, Rosie, the only one in the Me Too, isn't she non-binary? Is that, what's the word? Mm. Bi- but yeah, binary. She wakes up and she has, she can't... Can't decide. Yeah, can't decide. Just by extension, and we have a few minutes, like, you know today where, you know, um, uh, lesbian and gay couples have children, uh, you know, and they, they rear them and look after them very well, but... You know, they have to use other people's sperm at times and eggs mm. to have children. You know, mm. you know. Do you worry about down the road <laughs> that people who are related won't know they're related? Oh, absolutely. I think that time is coming. Ireland's a very, very small place, and it probably will happen. You know, there have been cases. No, I'm not where saying they keep records. I'm sure, but you know the way you can't find out. Or can you? You know, when you're born of a donation of, of a sperm, sperm or eggs, who your natural mother or father is? I'm just asking myself because I, I don't really know. But you're, can you find sure, out? Do, they keep, do we keep absolute watertight records of all this type? Of, sure, of half stuff? the kids in Drada don't know who. who <laughs> <laughs> what would you What would you No, no, no. You can't Nothing. say that. No, 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 no. But like, I mean, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Second, when I tell you, when I tell you, the majority, the vast majority of children, be it Drada and Dog, Navin, Ireland, or wherever. They know who their parents are. That's uh, you know. That's sorry, a sweeping Jerry. statement you no, make there. But sorry, there are lots of women not putting the father's name on the birth cert. Okay, well that's a different and, thing. And I can't believe that that's allowed. Yeah, but that's a, that's a different matter entirely. Yeah. And uh, people up to do that. I understand that, but they would probably know. The point I'm getting to come back to the point that I'm saying. You know where you know they have to they need sperm they need eggs etc well I don't know can you get Irish sperm here in Ireland or do you have to order it in from abroad I don't know is that service here yeah yeah but but you know would that be another concern just you know adding on to what we've been talking about now well there are stories of people who are separated at birth you know families don't yeah. know each other and that mm. there is a connection and they end up the brother and sister or half brother and sister end up getting together in a romantic relationship uh, before they realise that they are brother and sister mm. because there is that family connection that draws them to each other. Mm. So you could find that. But the royals are doing that this time. Yeah. Years, for God's <laughs> sake, <laughs> Jerry. You're overreacting. Sure. The, you know, the royal, if you went back a hundred years. There's only so many. Yeah, blue there's only, yeah, the blue. yeah. They're only bringing in the normal, uh, what, what, us, what, what, what are we normal? The commoners. The commoners, commoners. like Kate, to kind of neutral out and, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and the... People of colour, they Megan. remain close. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. remain close. Extend yeah. the bloodline. Yes. Um, also, I just want to say about this: the, the choosing to be a different sex. What happens in a single sex school? Now, I have heard of a local school um, where the pupil decided they were born in a different body, and um, they demanded another toilet. So the teacher said, "Well, use the disabled toilet." And she, the girl said, "I'm not disabled. I'm a boy, actually." Mm-hmm. And she couldn't, wouldn't use the girls' toilets, which are all cubicles, and uh, she didn't feel comfortable in there any longer with her school pals. And then she wouldn't use the disabled toilet because she wasn't disabled. She wouldn't use the staff toilet because she wasn't staff. I mean, should she just go and attend a boys' school? It's oh, a big where do you go? What age is that child? Teenager. Mm. And who is she listening? See, this is the this is the problem. Is there, See, are, are her parents being, the Department like, of Education is advising teachers to listen to the child. Whatever the child it's wants today. Like the world has gone nuts. Well, look, it, it's a huge issue, so it is. And what I brought up is related. We started with the point of Sam Smith and what he wants to be known as the Brits dropping the male-female categories. That man who was a woman and had a child. Oh, where does it end? It's just an absolute conundrum. You thought Brexit was complicated. Stay with us on late <laughs> lunch if you want to comment. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Back in a few moments. Greta Thunberg, the young lady from 
Europe who sailed across to America and went to the UN this week and I'm sure you've all seen her on television and the glare she gave Donald Trump when he came into the UN I suppose that picture will last in the memory for, for a long time what do you make of this? Is it is it a cry in the wilderness by a child, really? And is anybody listening to her, or will it have the desired effect, Caroline Kavanagh? I think it is shocking the world to see a child being so upset and trying to draw adults' attention around the world and world leaders to such a huge subject as climate change. And in a place like America that has opted out the climate accord, I think. I think she will have a massive effect on world leaders and on people and on children when all the, you know, the schools came out to support her all around the world. I think she will have a massive attempt uh, effect on us. I really do. And I know she's distressed and um, she feels her childhood's gone. But maybe um, she's like a sacrificial lamb that she's working so hard on this and stressing herself out that other children of now and the future can have a better childhood without so worrying think about she's, it. She is think and will right. make a real difference. Betty? Yeah, I think she will too. Um, I mean, she's been at this a long time, Jerry. And last year, I remember seeing uh, something about every yeah. Friday. She was taking, she, she was uh, organising demonstrations every Friday. So it's gone on a long time. And then recently, she is a four years, right? So she, she sailed over, over the Atlantic. Yes. I think it's kind of wrong now that's coming out that she's on the spectrum. She's, I, I don't know, she's quite the autism spectrum. So they're saying that uh, she's Asperger's, Asperger's, is it? Yes. So they're kind of saying that nearly it's exploitation of a, of a, of a minor. I think she's only 16. Or in a way, is there a lobby trying to disparage her? Well, that's what I'm saying. They're kind of trying to, they're trying to sort of minimise her effect by saying she's overreacting. She's um, upsetting herself. She should be at home watching movies. I heard some other broadcaster saying that. And they are being um, taken up on that, slated. I think she. I think she's brought a lot of awareness mm. about plastic, about the melting um, ice. Polar caps, You know, yeah. so I do feel, and I can understand how being at that age, they would be passionate saying no one gives a damn about it. Like the the the, the bigger, more successful countries are just ploughing ahead, ahead regardless of any future for us young yeah, people. Yeah, they are the future. Kira. I think I think she's going to be a very powerful force for um, climate change. I think that the fact that she has Asperger's, I mean, some of the most successful people in the world to get anything done have Asperger's. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg, Mozart. I mean, he had he was only a child, a pro- child prodigy, had Asperger's, as did many more before her. And I think that she this is a, this is a quest that she needs to. Um, and the fact that she has Asperger's is sorry, it's fantastic because she has the ability and the energy to go forward with this. Mm. She doesn't need to be at home watching movies if if she, if that's what mm. she has. She doesn't need to have. She's not she is not your 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 average child. She mm. is exceptional mm. and she is going to be I think she's going to be a force in the world that yeah. everybody will remember. You, uh, you you brought up the subject with me of eco guilt tied mm. in with this as well. What are you talking about there? Eco guilt is where you're doing something, you know, you're recycling, you're composting, but you're worrying, saying, oh, my God, I'm not doing enough. Should I have used clot nappies? Should I use clot nappies? Or looking back, should I have used clot nappies, etc., etc.? And you worry about the stuff you're not doing. That's eco guilt. But then there's uh, something that doctors are finding and it's eco depression where you're saying, oh, my God 
the world is collapsing. Oh, Janie, like what's happening? If I'm doing this, what's the world doing? What are the leaders doing? And that's causing people to go into depression. So I think that well, these are very new things we have. But Greta is an absolutely amazing child. She's like a candle. She's like a beacon for the world. And Ireland, I have to say, Michael D. Higgins was fantastic in his speech. He was incredible. Leo Vradker was there. And we were only one of only 60 countries invited to take part based on what we are doing. Yes. So remember we, that we're only one of 60 countries there based on all we're doing eco-wise. We, we need to do more. Just I've only half a minute left. Be- Betty, you're doing your bit for the environment. I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm putting the plastic into the green bin. Good woman. I'm doing my best there and recycling. Your glass and, your and I'm supposed to wash them first, Jerry, and yes, dry them. Give and them a little wash. Give right. them a little wash. Can I Kira. just say, um, just on, I've been trying to resource all my packaging for food and everything, and I've I, I, there is a shortage in the world of recyclable and compostable packaging for for companies to go go and get for their packaging. So I've actually tried to get it and it is unable, I'm unable to get a lot of it. Can I just quickly say congrats, congratulations to Chute Butchers in the Bullring and Drottery. You can bring your own bags or receptacles to, for the meat. <laughs> well done, yeah. Listen, we leave it there for the day. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. I really do appreciate it. Lively as always, Caroline Kavanagh, Kira Burke and Betty Clark. Thanks a million. Friday afternoon, big sporting weekend in prospect, especially on the soccer and rugby fields. And joining us on the show, as usual, to look ahead, it's Leon Blanche, Communications Manager with Boyle Sports. Good afternoon, Leon. Good afternoon, Jerry. How are you? I'm very good. Thanks for joining us again today. Well, the FAI Cup is down to the semi-final stage. And as we know, Dundalk going for that treble. It's only been done once before by Derry City. But tonight, the first semi-final at Dalymount Park. Oh, what a cracking tie. Bohemians against Shamrock Rovers, Leon. Yeah, look, really looking forward to this game, Jerry, this evening. And it's great that both of them are on uh, live on TV over the weekend. The Bohemians have got a great record at home against Shamrock Rovers. I think they've won it's either six out of seven or seven out of eight um, in this Dublin derby. And it is a massive, massive Dublin derby. I'm a little bit surprised to see how big of a price Bohemians actually are. They're a little over three to one at 16 to five. Shamrock Rovers, slight odds on favourites at five to six. And the draw here is 23 to 10. Look, the last time they met in the league Rovers finally got a victory but that was in Talla it wasn't up in Dalyman Park and I think Shamrock Rovers they played well against Dundalk it's fair to say on on um, Monday night um, but I think Dundalk were always in control I'd have to say that so Rovers they'll be looking to get their hands on a bit of silverware this year and of course the FAI Cup offers them that opportunity but for me draw no bet is 21 to 10 for Bowes and I just feel Bohemians at home, it'll be a full house, the atmosphere will be rocking, and I just think this Bohemians team, they might just at least be able to not get beaten by Rovers, so 21-10 to 10 for me, draw no best bows. Then Sunday, Dundalk travel west to take on Sligo Rovers in the other semi-final. What's your thoughts on that one? Yeah, look, Dundalk are bidding, as you rightly said at the top of the piece, they're trying to go for this historic treble, which has never been done before in the club's history. Sligo, they're the last team to beat Dundalk, Jerry, But since then, I think Dundalk have gone 26 or 27 games unbeaten. So it's been a phenomenal run of form, and all credit must go to the players and the management team at Oriel Park. However, Sligo at home, as I said, they've already beaten Dundalk there. They're a 7-1 to chance. The draw is 7-2. to two. 
and Dundalk are four to eleven. I just heard a couple of the interviews after the match against Rovers, and when you hear the likes of Chris Shields talk about some of the players that aren't even able to get into the match day squad, it goes to show you the competition for places at Dundalk is greater than ever. And it's for that reason, I feel it won't be easy against Sligo. I certainly don't think this will be a cakewalk. This is Sligo's season. They've got a tremendous cup record, Sligo do. But I think Dundalk, I think they're capable, Jerry, of going to Sligo and getting that victory, and which will put them in a position to win a treble. And what a season that would be for Vinnie Perth and his management team if they could get the treble. But two big games to go before then. But I do feel Dundalk at 4-11, to they might just have enough for Sligo. Let's move across the water and look at the weekend action in the Premier League. Now, Liverpool away to Sheffield United, and that probably a nailed-on victory there for the league leaders. But two other intriguing games. Everton, their form is so indifferent at home, and pressure on their manager there, Silva, against Manchester City. Yeah, the pressure is on him. And as you rightly said, I think Liverpool, they should go to Sheffield United and win. And come half-past five tomorrow evening... They could be eight points clear of Manchester City, although City, this will be their game at hand away against Everton. Everton were very lacklustre last week at home to Sheffield United, in fact, and they lost 2-0. Great to see so many Irish players get their game for Sheffield United. And of course, the week's events will put John Egan in the spotlight. He's bound to start for Mick McCarthy's men away against Georgia. He was majestic at Goodison Park. He really marshaled that defence. But Everton are 15-2. to Manchester City scored five goals inside 20 minutes against Watford last weekend. They were absolutely breathtaking. They're 3-10. to And the draw here is as big as 9-2. to It's hard to work out what type of Everton will turn up. Will they put their best foot forward or will they be very abject like they were last week against Sheffield United? I suppose you'd have to say Man City should be able to go to Goodison Park and collect all three points. But on their day, everything at home can put it up to absolutely anybody in the Premier League. And then on Monday evening, the Monday evening game, the two sides who went ding-dong for the league for years, but certainly they're in a transition phase now. Manchester United at home to Arsenal. Yeah, look, I mean, as you say, Man United and Arsenal, those great rivalries between Ferguson and Arsene Wenger, that was when both of these sides were applying their trade at the top level. Unfortunately, for both respective supporters, they'll be happy if they finish in the top four, and that's not going to be easy. Manchester United, I'm just a little bit concerned how you can let Lukaku and Sanchez, but more Lukaku because he guarantees you 20 goals a season. You let him go and you don't replace him. Now, Martial is injured, Rashford is injured, and it looks as if their only recognised striker is a young 17-year-old called Greenwood, who, of course, scored in the League Cup during the week. United are 13-10. to 10. Arsenal, on the other hand, they just cannot defend to save their lives. The art of defending has well and truly, I think, been lost on defenders. It's all about now being able to play out from the back. You've got to get back to doing what you're paid to do, and that's stop the opposition scoring goals. However, Arsenal can't do that. David Luiz, he's never been a defender, and I don't think he's going to start being one now. And that's why Arsenal are 19-10, to 10, and the draw here is 13-5. to 5. I think Arsenal have got more goals in their side than Man United do at the moment, but United are at home. So for me, Jerry, I'm going to sit on the fence and go for the draw at 13-5. to 5. 
And finally, Leon, before we finish uh, today, uh, rugby fans up early again this weekend. It's the host Japan against the boys in green. Yeah, look, we've got to be a little bit wary because Japan, in their history, in the World Cup, they've beaten the mighty South Africa in a World Cup. But I think this Ireland team, I was so impressed with their performance against Scotland. They were so efficient. They were so ruthless. And they got the job done nice and early in the first half. It's a very strong First 15, once again, picked by Joe Schmidt. It's no surprise to see Ireland as the overwhelming favourites to win. The handicap is 21 points. So what that means, if you think Ireland can win by 22 or more, you're going to get even money. If you think Ireland will win by 20 or less, you're also going to get even money. So I think that's the choice that most people have. However, I'm going to stick with James Ryan to score the first try at 33-1. to I think it's a big enough price. He did it against Scotland. And I think the way we play, it gives our players up front plenty of opportunities to cross that try line. I think we'll win, Jerry, And we're all looking forward to that quarterfinal when it's going to be Ireland against South Africa. Leon, as usual, thanks a million for joining us on Late Lunch this afternoon. All the best, Jerry. Drifter sang, you're more than a number in my little red book. Red was the answer we were looking for. Thank you to everybody who got in touch by WhatsApp or text and into the hat. Uh, finalist number five is Catherine Miles. Well done to you. So, here we go. What a prize we have. A fabulous weekend with show tours at the Tralee Oktoberfest, October Bank Holiday Weekend, three nights B&B at the world-renowned Brandon Hotel, three four-course dinners and the cabaret and dancing thrown in as well. One winner for two people. Two people going there. Una Burns is number one. Porrick Hall number two. Number three is Ursula Martin. Number four, Terry Morgan. And number five today, Catherine Miles. You have them, Louise. All the numbers in there. Safely wrapped up. Give them a little whirl there and just pick out one and reveal the number, please, for me. What number? And the number corresponding to the name wins the prize. What number have you got? I do the dramatic 30-second pause. (laughs) I have number two. Number two, Porrick Hall. Congratulations to you. You've won that wonderful prize thanks to Show Tours. And if you'd like to find out more about that weekend, give them a shout. Check it out online, showtours.ie, or you can call them on 01253-0563. And Porrick will be in touch. Enjoy that wonderful weekend. Coming back to your comments, uh, Greta is a used child, says Paul in Drada today. These climate change folk, like all terrorists, rule by fear. I'm 55 years old and the world was supposed to end four or five times in my lifetime. It never happened. Climate extinction won't happen either. The government's idea is make them afraid and tax them to death. It must be remembered nobody can control the weather. Mother Nature will do her thing regardless of what we do. We do need to be as clean as possible, but to think that we can stop climate change is pure fantasy, says Paul. Thanks for that comment. Yay for the lady, says somebody else. Everything they said today is so right, from prisoners to being politically correct. You can't say boo now, Jerry, but you're told it's not PC and you just have to roll with it. Why should we, says a listener to us on late lunch this afternoon. Thanks indeed for all of your comments. Really do appreciate it. Anyway, that's almost a lot on late lunch for another week. What a week we've had. How many cards did he end up with, Louise, at the end of the day? Well, we had, was it over 4,000? 4, 4,000, yeah, last and Friday. And then we contacted her on 
Tuesday, yeah. because obviously the post came on Monday and Tuesday. And at that stage, um, they were a little bit sick over the weekend. Barry got a little bit sick, ah. so they were left on the back foot. Yes. Um, but she reckons... Hundreds more arrived, didn't they, on Monday? Th- over 300. There you go. She just had to put... And she will come back into us and give us the she final is. tally. She is. She's coming in with Barry to us uh, the week after next, I think, to have a chat about it. But thanks again, just going back to that, to everybody who sent Barry Connolly a postcard for his birthday. It was simply outstanding and unbelievable birthday. One that he'll never, or the family will never forget either. Anyway, that's a lot on Late Lunch for another week. I want to say my thank yous as usual. Thanks to all our guests who came to us this week in studio to those who we talked to on the phone as well. Really do appreciate it. I want to say a big thank you to your listeners for uh, tuning in every day and joining us on the show. We love your input input, and love to have you with us each afternoon. And to my wonderful producer, Louise Walsh, thanks a million, Louise. Without her, I couldn't do this, I promise you, every day. And a big congratulations again, finally, to Porrick Hall, who won that lovely prize from Show Tours, heading to the, the big weekend in Tralee, October Bank Holiday Weekend. Well done to you, Porrick. More competition more guests more crack on late lunch next week do have a lovely weekend take care do your best with the weather I know it's a little bit of a mixed bag but make the most of it and come back and join us for the final day of September on Monday have a nice weekend Paul McKenna is up next and we'll see you then The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors annual sales event now on one-off price reductions and special APR finance available during this event call in today and save thousands at Blackstone Motors Drada and Dundalk Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big- 